I've been hearing a lot of buzz about this uh, movie on Netflix called Code 8. What's it all about, Dwayne? Um, it's a low-budget version of X-Men. I think that's the best way to sum it up. Um, it, the funding came from Indiegogo. Um, I think it raised about $2.5 million. Um, I, I've only watched it this weekend. Um, the acting isn't too shabby. Special effects are fine. But I, I'm, I don't get the, the hype. Uh, I understand that. I, I get that. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. But first, welcome to Binge Kill Chill. It's your good friend. It's your pal. It's your compadre. It's TC, everybody. How you doing, man? How you doing? Rockin' Dwayne, the sly lady killer. We call him Swaggy D. Dwayne Beckett, he's the seeming... <laughs> the seeming. He's the semen, uh, wait, that's not right. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the streaming <laughs> senior analyst. You can combine those words into bad things. He's the se- senior... St- <laughs> and again. <laughs> he's the senior... Oh, well, he's the senior streaming analyst over at snipdaily.com, which brings you binge, kill, and chill. So why all the hype about Code 8 then? I mean, I don't, uh, the trailer, I watched the trailer. I haven't watched the movie myself. And I'm just like, I don't get it. Is it just because it's just a, a poor man's Avengers? Is, is Did you sum it up there with that? Is that, is I, that why I, it's popular? I honestly think it's a case of people are that bored and desperate to write about something during this lockdown that them grabbing onto something that they personally like, in this case, Code 8. It, it might be like um, positive posts and stuff wrote by friends and family. Who knows? But the movie is is cliche from start to finish. Now, the, the superpowers are very subdued, so that they're not over the top. You've got no one flying around and stuff like that. And some of the special effects are pretty good. There's drones in there that drop off like these Guardian robots. That's pretty cool. Um, but that's it. I, I, I like to say, I've, I've read a bunch of articles and posts where people are, are evangelizing this show, this movie. And I've watched it. I don't get it. There, there was a film that came out a while back called um, Oi Boy, which, is, which had a lower budget, um, better acting, a better story better superpowers and it, it didn't get any of this hype so i don't i boy don't as in like ipad or ipod yes okay yes okay. and there's a reason it's called that um basically uh, can i drop a spoiler in sure, about I boy? yeah okay sure. okay so what happens is um this kid comes to this house and he gets he's holding he's running with his phone trying to cut all the cops and he gets shot and pieces of his phone get lodged in his brain and he gives him powers to All right. like communicate with like technology and stuff so he can hack while he's walking, turn lights off and basically overcharge other people's phones and stuff. It, it's it's better than Code 8. Okay, so so if iBoy, in your mind, is iBoy a binge kill or a chill then really quick? Since, uh, we, oh, it's a chill. Your, okay, so it's, it's a, a chill. chill. iBoy's a chill, yeah. Okay, interesting. So is there anybody... You, that we know of? Is it an unknown cast in Code 8? Um, I believe it is. I think that the lead actor looked familiar, but I don't know where from. And as I only watched it this weekend, and I was in the middle of a, a Bosch marathon session, um, 
I, I, I didn't, I didn't, and, and, and because the film wasn't great, I didn't bother looking into it. I don't know. Okay, okay, all right. So, so. That, 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 that's a little interest I had in the film, and I like you like sci fi. I'm, I'm a nerd, yeah. I'm yeah. a nerd, so. I, I thought this would have been like right in your wheelhouse, buddy boy. That's why I sent it's it not, to you. It's I, not a bad film. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, I'm not saying it's a bad film. It's just, it's not good either. There's better. And as the, as we only do three ratings, a binge, a kill, and a chill, in my opinion, this is a kill. Out of the movies I've watched this weekend and comparing it against Oi Boy, I, I'm giving Code Eight a, a kill rating. I, I don't see the point. There's better, way better. Yeah, well, that's, that's that's disappointing to me because I was hoping because I'm yeah I like some sci-fi movies and I thought mm. well this might be interested but then yeah when I watched the trailer I'm just like it does have that superhero type of vibe going with it and I just I've reached the point in my life where I cannot stand superhero movies I'm tired of them unless it's like a Christopher Nolan Batman movie mm. other other than yeah. that I'm just like it's forget not about that. it okay all right well good to know. I figured we'd give it a shot on the show because I know there's a lot of buzz about it, but you think it's just uh, it's the internet buzz, to quote Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it's like it's there's better. All right, I, you can't, I can't give it above a kill. All right, two more shows that we're going to talk about uh, coming up in just two shakes of a lamb's tail. Bosch season six is out on Amazon, and Mister Beckett has uh, as you've seen the whole season, right? Oh yeah. Okay, and then also there's a new show on Netflix that came out uh, from the creator of Blackish and Growinish. Uh, I think he's trying to be Larry David a little bit uh, in this new show. It's called Black AF or hashtag Black AF. So we'll talk about those two shows and just two shakes of the proverbial lamb's tail. Do you get a little hot and bothered sometimes when you see a lamb do a little shake, uh, uh, Dwayne, or no? No. <laughs> I don't mind when I see some lamb on my plate. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. There you go. Your little Hannibal Lecter make it extra rare, right? Mm, I do like your blooder. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one either. So. I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. All, right. Off, but... All right. Thank you. Business with personality. That's the idea that launched London's business newspaper, City AM, 15 years ago. And it's the same idea that inspired our new daily podcast, The City View, where you'll find me, City AM editor Christian May, interviewing the most well-known, influential and colourful figures from business, politics and finance. The City View from City AM, with a new episode every morning. It's the perfect start to your working day. Hey everyone, this is Sharon Waxman. I'm the founder and the editor-in-chief of The Wrap, the premier news source for daily coverage of the entertainment industry. I'm also your host of this new podcast, The Wrap Up, a show that gives you an insider's look at the top stories in Hollywood. Each week, we'll bring you the latest news on the business of movies, TV, streaming, and tech. So be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you each week on The Wrap Up. Hey, if you're digging on the show, make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, also Google Podcasts, also Spotify, also Stitcher, and also my friend Alexa. You can hear me, can't you, Alexa? You can hear me saying, and she's not lighting up. I don't know. Maybe she. Uh, maybe maybe it's her day off. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a bank <laughs> holiday, as you guys call it over there in London and stuff. So it's a bank holiday. I don't work on bank holidays, love. She says. 
then again, we were what saying some very, both Jen and I were saying some both uh, some uh, very uh, derogatory things to Alexa the other night because I was <laughs> I, well, I I don't want to go into the, what I asked, but I basically asked um, what Alexa what what is the origin of a slang word based off of um, male genitalia. And she had an answer for it, which was great. Okay. You know, the weird thing is you think to ask Alexa. And then I also asked, what's the origin of, uh, and, and, and not the, not the, not the bad, bad word when it comes to female genitalia, but what's the origin of another word? And she's like, I'd rather not answer that. And I'm just like, come on, <laughs> come on, Alexa. What are you doing to me, man? So anyways, I just I just thought it was interesting. But the, her answer on the male uh, parts were, no you, pun you've intended. Got, you've got to tell us. Go on. No, I mean, well, she said, it, you know, it's just, you know, the rooster and stuff, you know. It's, you know, <laughs> okay. as, I mean, in, in the other one, she could have gone, she could have gone just as easily, the, you know, uh, 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 what's the word? I'll stop there. I'll stop there. There's a hole being dug. <laughs> no, no, there's not. Uh, there's, it's It was just, it could be a very, uh, it was very much like uh, your favorite neighborhood cat, you know. It, it wasn't. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, it was. It was that. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't not another word. So, anyways, but all right, all right. Let's get to. Uh, let's get. We're gonna save uh, Bosch, and she was so excited for that. We're gonna save that till the end here. But I want to talk about a show that I got a chance to check out uh, with the misses, called um, Hashtag Black AF on Netflix. It's a comedy show. I'd, I'd heard some decent things about it. Uh, the uh, creator, I think it's uh, uh, oh, I got to look up his name now. I, I'm I'm not remembering. Mm-hmm. It's Kenya. I don't remember his last name either. So uh, let me uh, let me. Oh, it's Kenya Barris. Um, so and he's done uh, a number of shows in the past, uh, which I mentioned. Uh, he's done. Um, what has he done? He did. Uh, I got it right here in front of me. I had prepared. Oh, so he's done a couple of movies uh, called The Game and Soul Food. And I think he's doing Coming to America, too. He's a screenwriter. And then uh, he also did the Blackish uh, television series, which is, I, I believe, on ABC. And then Growin'ish and Mixed-ish. So he's definitely... So he's trying to make the jump from network television which is kind of the bottom of the barrel when it comes to comedy these days let's let's call it what it is to netflix and doing this black af show which also stars rashida jones and i love rashida jones she was great in parks and rec and and perkins yeah and perkins and perkins as rob Lowe would say yes exactly i love rashida jones and uh also, also uh She's been in a number of uh, things that Amy Poehler's done, and then also uh, she was in, I think, The Office for a while, The Office uh, American version. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, okay, let's check it out. So I, I watched the first episode. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt because there was moments that made me smile and laugh. Basically, it's the guy is playing himself in this. He's kind of like imagine it's basically. He's he's being Larry David in some ways. So you know, Larry David is Larry David. He made Seinfeld. You know, blah blah blah. And, and this guy, he made Blackish and a bunch of other you know stuff that's been watched uh, in, in a number of movies. So he's playing himself, and now he's got to try to figure out how to basically write this show called Black AF, which is the star of. And so it's it's very much like that. I don't know if it's improv like. Uh, 
curb your enthusiasm, but it's, but there's moments where it's, it's, it's funny because, because it's like, I don't know if this show is taking itself seriously all the time or just some of the time. It seems like it's, it's, it's got its tongue firmly planted in cheek because he's trying to figure out why, why it's such a, why it's so hard in America to be a successful, rich, um, black man. Basically, that's that that's the that's kind of the gist of it. And his wife, you know, Rashida Jones, just can't. He just oh, this guy, he just drives me crazy. You know, he's like a Larry David type there, where you know Cheryl and Larry David had that dynamic yeah. there, where it's just like oh, Larry, you're just crazy. And you know, he's like debating: should I get rid of my gold chain? And my being kind of a cliche by being a you know wearing a gold chain and stuff, and my tracksuit and stuff. And it's 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 funny. But and then and then and then there's other parts that you know aren't maybe as funny. And he's not the greatest actor, but maybe he'll uh, evolve into the role because obviously he's more of a screenwriter. He's just he's just like trying to make the jump from you know being the screenwriter and being the executive producer and all that kind of stuff to actually um, actually starring in a show. So it's a little bit awkward there sometimes. Rashida Jones is really good and then there's like They've got like I think five or six kids as well. <laughs> you know they live in this great place, and there's some other people that come onto the show. They're also I think it's like the guy that did like Modern Families and in there, and he's basically giving him crap about uh, you know driving the sports car as where the the Modern Family guy is driving the Prius, of course, because you know it's just kind of predictable, and it's <laughs> he's kind of making fun of the. The cliche that is Hollywood, which I can always appreciate, and then and then on the other side though, there's a social component to it, which you maybe not li- may maybe wouldn't like. And what I was thinking is that you know when you were ranting about uh, Miss <laughs> Mrs. America last week, and then also um, Home Before Dark, I was thinking. I guess it's always been that way with certain shows. I mean, keep in mind where because I can go back and. And watch, you know, you could go back and watch All in the Family here in the United States back in the 70s. You could watch Good Times. You could watch The Jeffersons in the 80s. The Cosby Show. There's always going to be some shows that have a social element to it. And and this is and this definitely has a social element to it, kind of like um, basically it's... It, it's trying to teach the audience about certain things. And okay, I get it. And, and I guess my point here is that maybe shows like this have always existed. Go back to The Sopranos. The Sopranos didn't win the Emmy for, what, its first four years? Because the West Wing would win. And a lot of ways, no, was the West Wing a better show and has it stood the test of time? No, it, it, it wasn't a better show and it hasn't stood the, stood the test of time because it was all very political in nature. George Bush... Um, the second, I guess, whatever you want to call George Bush, the um, W, I guess, uh, President W, <laughs> you know, he, you know, he was bad, you know, like orange man bad now, you know, and, and there's always that social element. And then there's also the element of if you're living in that Hollywood community, you kind of want to be congratulated by your peers on having a social message, because even if your show maybe isn't that good. And in this case, I'd give it a chill. You're still going to get that congratulations because, oh, you're doing this to help further and educate people. And, you know, and, and, and they may be educating. I learned something from the first episode that I, I, uh, I didn't know. 
that's a long way of me saying, doing my little monologue of, you know, I'd give it a chill. It, you know, it could go either way. It could go binge. It could go, it could go uh, kill, but I haven't watched uh, more than one episode. I'm going to give one more episode a try, see if I enjoy it a little more. But I like the, I like the guy. He's, he's funny. He's likable. And I think that's what, even, mm. even if he is crazy, you know, is, his assistant's giving him an, an opinion on his outfit and stuff, and he's not—he's you know, just—he's—he's he's lighting into his assistant, and but but the, but the guy seemed likable to me, and obviously Rashida Jones is is always uh, very likable in my mind, and it's all about having likable mm. characters, and I know you said from the yeah. Home After Dark and those and Mrs. America, the characters probably just weren't that likable. So anyway, so. exactly, yeah, I, I can relate to that. I could, if the show doesn't have characters that you want to watch then you're not going to watch it. It doesn't matter how good the story is, how good the production value is, how good the soundtrack is. Likeable characters make things work. If you look at any of your favourite shows, Sopranos, why do you watch it? Yeah, because I love the, the characters the, and, and they're funny the, too, you know. And, and, yeah, the characters hook you, you get hooked. It's yeah. the same for movies, same for shows. Um, I have seen the trailer for hashtag Black AF. Uh, I have to admit, it does look funny. yeah. Um, so it, 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 as you've given it a chill, I will check it out. It'll be one of the shows next on my list. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, so, uh, let's come back and let's talk about the, um, the elephant in the room, Bosch, and see if it delivered in season six. Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did You Have a Bad Day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us. And let's go, Raider Nation. It's me, Evan Grote, host of Just Pod Baby. Join me as I bring you the latest news on your Las Vegas Raiders. On Just Pod Baby, I will give you my thoughts on all things silver and black. And of course, you can expect to receive the best information from top-notch guests. Be sure to listen to Just Pod Baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast, part of the Silver and Black Today Media Group. Hey, if you want to learn more about Binge Kill Chill, you can find us at snipdaily.com. Snip as in snip snip and daily as in hey. How about it? Daily, baby. And then uh, you can follow me on Twitter if you like. Uh, it's hey TC. That's uh, hey as in hey. And then T as in, let's find a word, tumultuous. And finally, Caucasian. <laughs> Okay. I don't know. <laughs> It'll do. It'll, It'll do. do. Exactly. And you you will not find Dwayne on social media because, no. you know, he's uh, he's smart <laughs> enough. He's he's not stupid enough to be on Twitter. Let's just call it what it is. Twitter is that cesspool of stupidity, especially it's when it comes that. to anything politi- politics. It, yeah, well, I have to avoid them because I get banned and I get shouted at by too many people. Yeah. So. There you go. I just I just let it roll off my uh, back, and yeah. it's just like, what are you you're not going to change anybody's mind? And I'm not out to change anybody's mind, and you know, just uh, we're all having yeah, a good I'll, time. So. Exactly. I'm, I'm not trying to change people's minds. It's just that I will have a rant back, and that's the worst thing you can do. 
Oh, yeah, it is. I mean, I, I saw a post so. this morning on Twitter, and I'm just like, dude, okay, you're just kind of a cliche. And I'm just like, do I respond with some gif of a tree falling in the forest because nobody had commented <laughs> on his post? And I'm just like, nah, let it go, no. let it go, let it go. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? It's just, it's just it's a wise move. Screaming into, a, screaming into an echo chamber. All right, so Bosch, season six. Where are we at, man? Was it was it great or was it was it a letdown? It's Bosch. So that means it was a letdown. No, that means it's Bosch. <laughs> it means it, it's 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 when you watch Bosch, it's like being entertained by other adults, and I don't mean that in a pervy way. I mean, it's like you're having like a, a smart conversation. I hadn't thought of the, it in a pervy way, but okay. Well, you know, what can I say? I'm a heathen from England. <laughs> um, but it, it fits like a glove to me. It, 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 the show doesn't talk down to you. It doesn't try to be preachy. It doesn't. All it does is puts great characters in front of you with great stories and it concludes them what there's nothing else you can say it's just fantastic it's fantastic television i would say it's the best thing amazon's got and i would probably say it can rival anything on netflix or anything else is it better Even than mrs HBO. is it better than mrs mazel yes wow hands down that's a bold statement i, I would i would give mrs mazel a good eight i would give bosch a 12 out of 10 if that was possible but I sat through ten hours. I don't think I blinked. Wow, that's uh, that's impressive. And did so? Did I it live a up? Square to... ass by the end of it. <laughs> did, did, it's, did... it's it's a sensa It's it's a sensational show. Did... Every season from two to six has been fantastic. Ten out of ten, easy. If I'm going to be like honest, honest numbers, season one's probably a, a, an eight or a nine out of ten. That's the weakest one out of all of them. So you just, you just got to get through season one. It's like Parks and Rec. Par season one of Parks and Rec was a little weak, and then all of a sudden it just hit its gear in season two when it took off. Yeah, but a bad season of Parks and Rec is still better than 99% exactly. of the no, other comedy I, shows. I agree, yeah. yeah. And it's like it's the Sammy Bosch. Season one of Bosch, it's still better than all the other crime shows, but it's just not a 10 out of 10. And then season two, it's when you think, holy Christ, this is fantastic. And then season three, it's better than the second one. You're thinking, well, they can't get any better than four. It's like The Wire. You know, you just think, well, they can't get better. Oh, it has. Oh, it has got better. Oh, it has got better. I don't understand what's happening. You can't take your eyes off the screen. So it's 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 that kind of um, that kind of show. And I, I would rate it as one of the best. So I know we've got, a, we've got a list on Snip Daily for the best shows, and this will go number one. Wow. So... I had to just I had to wait for season six to come out before I did it, and this isn't bias. It's just a mature show. It it, it treats you like you're an adult. It's not preaching to you. It's not doing anything that that's annoying. It just wants to tell a good story. And I mean, I can't write it high enough. Obviously, as you can tell, I'm, I'm basically gushing over it. I'm, I am a Bosch fanboy. Um, but there you go. So he's a he's an LA police detective, and is he basically solving crimes every season? Is that uh, what's going on? Um, a little bit, but there's like hangover and a continuance of stories across the seasons. Okay. Um, 
it's just it's it portrays crime in LA as it, I've never been to LA, but when you read what people write about this show and who live in LA, they say it's it's put across very realistic, very gritty. Um, and the characters in this are just really believable. And they suck you in. So it's, it, like a, it, 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 it's just a show that's mature and treats you intelligently. And it looks, that, that's rare. It looks like there's going to be a seventh season then, a final season next year, right? Or yes, is it, that's the last one. Or a couple of years from now? How long How long between seasons usually? Is it a year? Um, it will probably, I think it'll be 2022 when it's out, the, oh, okay. the final season. Okay, okay. All right. But so yeah, it, it's, it's the one show that, well, it's one of a few shows that I look forward to whenever it's coming out. Is it the um, best show this, since Breaking Bad? Well, that, that that's a really tough question. Um, I, I can only give you from my perspective, and I would say yes. Okay, nice, interesting. I it's like that. A, just, just, just go on and look what everybody else says about the, the show. You don't take you don't have to take my word for it, but everyone rates it very highly. But it, but it hasn't you, really be, you, it hasn't really gotten into the consciousness though of everyone. Because it, it, yeah, but it's not a Sopranos to, or a Breaking Bad. It's just, yeah, it's, yeah, it's you, kind of a niche you audience, think like who The Wire. Who, who evangelizes things these days, then? It's like young people. I don't think it's really for a younger audience. Okay, okay, I get that. I think, I think people who like a, a good, mature show, they talk about it. And if you look on the reviews and stuff, it's 100 out of 100 from the audience on Rotten Tomatoes. And this is like for seasons two, three, four, five. So it's it's highly regarded, but like you say, it's not really one that's um, shared amongst groups, and and that that kind of things reserved for Stranger Things, The Mandalorian, things that are more um, pop culture based. How can we say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So I should spend the time, even though season one might be a little bit of a. Is it is it painful to get through season one, or is no, it just slower? Oh God, no. What what's the what's the deal with season one versus the rest of the seasons? It's just it's like them getting into their groove as characters. It's like they're not familiar with the characters them playing yet, and that's all it is. So instead of it being um, as fluent and as as perfect as it could be, you know, with these pack. You know, as an actor takes on a role and they get better and better at that role, for example, in Sopranos, um, as they get better throughout the seasons, as they get more, um, as they understand the character more throughout the seasons, it just gets better. And it's the same here, as Titus Welliver and the others get to know their characters more and more across the seasons, it just gets better and better. Okay, nice. I see that Titus Welliver... Um, has got some pretty good chops. He was on Deadwood, and he was also on Sons of Anarchy. I've, I, I love Deadwood. Uh, I never watched uh, mm. Sons of Anarchy. Did you ever watch Sons of Anarchy? I did, but I never really got into. It. I think I watched the first part, the the first half of the first season. Oh, okay, yeah, and that was it. Yeah, 
That's too bad. But yeah, Dead, heard, Deadwood's, really one of, Deadwood's one of my favorite all-time shows. Uh, Ian McShane. I love that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ian McShane. Yep. Ian McShane. Ian McShane will play you in the movie, and Ray Winston will play me in the movie. And there we go. It'll, it'll nice. Be, it, we'll, call it, we'll call it Sexy oh, Deadwood you. Sexy Deadwood Beast, we'll call it. So. <laughs> Hang on. I'm, I'm all being called Deadwood because there's a bit of an innuendo <laughs> in that, isn't there? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'll have to ask the missus about that, I suppose. But... <laughs> All right, uh, buddy boy. All right, so cool. So uh, in your mind, is that a binge kill or a chill for Bosch? It's obviously a binge. Okay, I figured it was. So, All right, well, good stuff, buddy boy. So today on the big show, our binge is uh, Bosch, as mentioned. Our chill is Black AF. And you can figure out what the AF is if you haven't. Uh, I actually, uh, my sister-in-law, um, I don't think... Okay, so... My sister-in-law, how do I how do I word this carefully without getting <laughs> myself in trouble? So my sister-in-law and her boyfriend have been dating for quite some time, and she was off Facebook for a while, and she came back on Facebook, and she called herself by his last name and then AF. So let's say his, I'm not going to tell you his last name. So let's say his, his uh, last name was Bosch. So she listed herself as Bosch AF. Now, what's different about this is her first name starts with A and his first name starts with F. But she didn't quite, I don't think she quite realized or maybe, I don't, I think it was unintended. <laughs> so she came back as Bosch AF where it's like, okay, okay, your first name is A and his first name is F. And it's just kind of a coincidence, but it was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> so anyway, so all right, Bosch is the binge. Uh, and then, oh yeah. And then I, I was, I lost it where I was. And then Black AF is the, um, is the uh, chill today. And then finally, uh, Code 8, which was apparently, uh, it wasn't great, and uh, it gets the kill rating from uh, Mr. Beckett. Any uh, closing thoughts uh, today? Otherwise, we're going to jump out of here, buddy boy. Um, There's a couple of good shows coming out on Friday, Defending Jacob, Apple TV+. Plus. We've got um, Afterlife on Netflix Season 2. Nice. And then we've got the Beastie Boys documentary as well on Friday. Yes, the miss is going to be going to be front and center for that on Friday because she's a, a big Beastie Boys fan. She loves "License to Ill" and some of those other albums. I don't know all the albums, but uh, yeah, she's uh, she's got me loving uh, Beastie Boys. And I heard that all the Beastie Boys catalog now. She told me on Spotify now is in HD or high quality audio. So oh, that's nice. uh, that's very cool. You were you a Beastie Boys fan at all or not? Um, there was some that I liked. So, um, I didn't really get into the Beastie Boys until Sabotage. That was the song that really clicked for me. I love that song, "Fight for Your Right to Party." It just, it just wasn't. One, yeah. It wasn't my no, vibe. I liked that one. Uh, it wasn't my vibe back in the day. So it was, it was the Sabotage. No sleep till Brooklyn, maybe. Yeah, no sleep till Brooklyn was good, and that's great. And just like uh, Funky Monkey, or what is it, Chunky Monkey? I don't know. That's the that's the ice cream, Chunky Monkey. <laughs> yeah, that's the oh, ice cream. oh Brass Monkey. That's what it is. So yeah, it's Brass Intergalactic. Monkey. Intergalactic. Intergalactic. I see. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm I gotta add more Beastie Boys to my playlist. You know, I, I need to go back, and I'm sure after I watch the documentary with uh, Jen, I'll be like, ooh, I gotta add this song. I gotta add this song. I gotta add this song. So yeah, cool. 
All right, uh, big show in the book, uh, Binge, Kill, Chill. Find us on Apple Podcasts, and if you want to tell a friend, we'd appreciate it greatly if you're digging on the show and we're bringing some value to your day. For Swaggy D, it's TC, everybody. Uh, and I'll, uh, I'll see you in the emergency room. The Raiders have moved to Las Vegas, but Raider Nation is worldwide. Hi, Silver and Black Maniacs. I'm Scott Goldbranson, host of Silver and Black Today, the first and only all Raiders show from the capital of Raider Nation, Las Vegas, Nevada. A-list guests like players and coaches and the best Raiders talk in the land. Subscribe and listen today if you just want to win, baby.